Work It Out podcast. Starting now. Hey, it's Brenna Watson, your host for the Work It Out podcast, a podcast where we take a look at different career pathways. We'll be speaking to people in all different stages of their career, from industry experts and business owners to students and apprentices. So let's get started. Welcome to the Work It Up podcast brought to you by World Skills Australia. We have our very first guest in the van. He's Saxon Phipps, director and founder of Year 13. You may have seen them on Facebook, Instagram, or checked out their website. So, Saxon, welcome to the podcast van. Thanks for having me, guys. It's, it's a privilege to be here. Saxon, you're the founder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Founder of Year 13. And you work with your brother? Uh, yeah, my brother's the, the co-founder and then uh, one of his best mates um, and obviously one of mine, um, Will Subby, who's another guy we went to school with. And how did it all start? How did you come up with the Year 13? <coughs> Explain to me what Year 13 is. So when I finished high school, I was uh, coming to the end of my tenure there and, and like I wasn't the, the best student. Um, and when I was finishing, I had absolutely no idea about what I was going to do. And I had a lot of friends around me that were like, I'm going to do this degree and then go work for this company and do this internship and go off and blah, 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 blah. It's so scary when everyone's got their plan sorted yeah. and you're just kind of sitting there. It's yeah. it's quite remarkable. And like I sat there being like, well... How like you know you're an idiot for not knowing what you're gonna do. Um, you know everyone's got these plans, and so I um you know I I left I, w- I went through that transition not knowing what I was gonna do. Um, you yeah. know neither my parent my my mum went to university. My my dad worked in a um you know in an industry, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a trade based thing. So I like I didn't really have a direction as to where to go, and so I finished and um kind of started uh, working just odd jobs, finished school, no plan, um, and then just started working every single odd job humanly possible. So I was working as a steel fixer and a a bricky's laborer and working in cafes and as a bartender, like you name it, I literally did it. Just out there. Yeah, I just went out there gaining all this experience and then I went off and I I travelled for 18 months Mm -hmm. um, on and off. And then I um I came back and my little brother Geordie, who's the co-founder, his story is a bit different. He wanted to he was going straight into university, mm-hmm. doing his degree, doing his masters, and he was going to be doing this and on you know X amount by the age of twenty three. Like he had this yeah. full plan. And then after about six months of finishing school, he couldn't get a job. Um, he was really upset with the fact that he was studying full time and he didn't have any money. He wasn't independent and he wanted to be. And then he ended up coming to me and being like, can you help me get a job somewhere? So he got a job in a, um, in a bar and he was working late nights and that affected his study load. And he ended up being like, man, I'm hating what I study and, you know, it's not what I thought. And, you know, this whole kind of transitional period wasn't, you know, ideal for him. And then I, we were sitting down having a beer one night and I was like, man, there should be something which, you know, kind of helps young people and, and helps you, you know, when these plans don't come to fruition, like yeah. where can you turn to? And I was seeing a lot of friends and like a lot of um, hearing a lot of stories of mates that were dropping out of uni and like hating what they were doing. And that was when Will then came into the picture and like we were sitting around having this beer one night and he was like, he wanted, Will wanted to be a carpenter. Um, his whole life and then in year 12 did quite well and the school we went to was like nah you've got to go into university so he got pushed into doing engineering and then he was like um, you know he did, wasn't enjoying what he was doing and he was like how is there no support here that's how we came together and we're like there should be something you know which helps you if you if your plan doesn't go into fruition where can you turn to and so yeah we started year 13 and 
the re- response we had, it was quite funny. Like we used to sit around at the pub with mates and just hear their stories. Like mates would come in and be like, oh man, I'm so over what I'm studying. Like I wish I did a trade or like I wish I did a gap year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's mates that are running around in the country that are jack of ruining. So we'd literally just sit there and write down like jack of ruining gap year and be mm-hmm. like, you know, are trades greater than a degree and like, you know, pathways yeah. into uni and just, just different options. Yeah, we started like just looking into different options ourselves and then um and we were yeah, just creating out content and just pushing it through, you know, this original young little brand called Year Thirteen and kind of had a big focus on social media. Mm-hmm. Um obviously so I was twenty one at that stage and Geordie and Will were both nineteen and so yeah, we just started pushing it out through social media and it just started gaining a lot of traction really quickly. When did Year 13 start? Um, we founded it in 2011. I knew it. Yeah. So, I actually used Year 13 <laughs> no way. as a school leaver. I was in the group that everyone always thought, like, you should do this and you'd be great at that, but there was nothing that I thought was my calling or anything yeah. that really interested me. So, I remember looking on the Facebook page of Year 13. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do a gap year. I really don't see myself going straight from high school to uni. I think that just wasn't in my path. Yeah. So I remember reading it and being like, yep, no, gap year is what I want to do. Oh, that's so cool. I've followed you (laughs) since then. So it's really cool to have you in the van. Oh, man, thank you for having me. No, that's... um that's so cool. And I think that that's one of the really cool things that, um, you know, really drives year 13 is that, you know, we don't have an agenda behind it. Um, we're really user focused and like we get such great feedback from our, you know, from anyone that reads or engages with this. They're just like, you know, you guys have presented these options. Like it'd be great to know a bit more about a pathway program or whatever. And so we're just like, yeah, cool. No worries. So we can go in it. So it's really kind of something which is user generated. It's not as though that we're kind of sitting back being like, this is what's right. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's exploring options, which, you know, realistically you don't get presented to you too often. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's so cool to hear. Okay. So I really want to know what is a typical day for a year 13 employee? That's something that's been on my mind. Cause we see the Facebook posts all the time and they're always really creative. <laughs> So I want to know what's a typical day. Oh wow, we've um we were we were pretty blessed to fall into a very very cool office space when we were um we were quite young and, and you know in our infant stages and so um, now we've got quite a unique office and we've got a, a good group of people who work for us. So we we do a huddle every morning in mm-hmm. which we talk. We we always talk about you know something that's called paying a bit of gratitude. So we um, talk about something great that's happened either this morning or last night since leaving work or coming into work. We get everyone to talk about something good that's happened in their day. Mm-hmm. So is that be- personal as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be something like, oh, you know, um, I had a, I had an amazing surf this morning or, you know, me and my girlfriend saw this great rainbow as we were doing whatever. You know, <laughs> I can promise you now that's not what all corporate life is like. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to interject that he's selling a bit of a dream. Uh, no, but like I, th- I think the biggest thing, like even with any career, I um, my, my cousin who w- lives up in Byron Bay, he he's a landscaper by trade. And I was, he just had his first child and I was sitting up there having a beer with him the other week and um, told him that we pay gratitude every morning. And he's like, mate, I work with a bloke, of, a bunch of six blokes 
it's really hard, you know, in, in a masculine way to be able to do it. But he's like, I get every every single morning, I get the boys to you know, talk about gratitude towards something. It's such a good way to start your day and to kind of reset your mindset into yeah. positivity, not, oh, I'm out of bed. or Exactly. And it's not like, like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm at work. So mm. it's like, you know, you've got to focus on what was the best thing that happened between coming here to do this podcast and being at home. And I was like, oh, a friend of mine who I haven't spoken to in ages sent me a message being like, bro, so good to see you in the paper this week. Hope you're well. So yeah. that, that's been my kind of gratitude this morning. I'm like, oh, it's really nice to hear that. And I focus on that. And so all our staff do that every morning. Um, and then we will do a bit of a huddle and sit around. And, you know, it, it's a real team focus in year 13 and at year 13. So we'll sit around and, you know, we're all very much about helping each other. So do this huddle and talk about what we've got on in the day. Um, and then when you finish it off, one of our developers, Siraj, will always finish off with a joke, the joke of the day. Yeah, the office the office is quite live. You know, mm. when you've got two brothers in there being Geordie and I and we shared a room most of our lives, so it's very much so like being back at home. Awesome. Um yeah, and then obviously Will being in there, Will's alive on himself, so it's 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 a cool environment to be in. Ah, oh, it sounds it sounds really cool. <laughs> so after you left school, yep. You didn't really know what you wanted to do. You went and did lots of different things and tried different trades yep what was that like man like to be honest with you i think it's the the, arguably the best thing i've ever done um i gained so much experience in so many different ways not just you know in in my working capabilities but also like personally and, and it developed me as a person so when i was working as a steel fixer and when i was working as a laborer i um you know i was able like i, I really understood like the work and what was mm. going on and and then when I was working in cafes and I was working in bars, like, you know, retail and hospitality is a, an amazing experience. And, like, we, we say at Year 13 that we, when we hire people, we look for people that have worked in retail or hospitality or done a trade because you gain these exper- this experience which at the time you don't recognize that you're getting. Yeah, but I agree. You, you literally, you take it on for the rest of your career. And we're doing a bit of work at the moment and um, drawing a few parallels between, you know, we look at, carpentry and we look at builders we look at the major skills that you develop whilst going into that industry and we compare that to the skills that you develop as a ceo and as as a general manager just that basic problem solving i think you learn yeah but, and, and and like so people like managing people understanding people like like time management like like problem solving yeah and so both of those, the, the, the two jobs from carpentry through to, you know, being a CEO or general manager, the actual skills, like obviously industry specific, but the skills you develop aren't too dissimilar and they, they carry across. It, it, it's quite fascinating to, to understand that. And that's where my experiences in working in different industries was I've been able to take each element of that and then apply it to the rest of my career. And I think that... You know, I'm 28 now and I look at what's happening in, in our economy and for our generation and I'm like, I'm going to be able to take skills for the rest of my career no matter where I go yeah. um, a- a- across you know, different industries. And it's like we're kind of at the forefront of this change where, you know, they say, like, oh, you have seven different careers or you work in seven different industries and, like, you know, you sit back and you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, I will. But I'm kind of like an example of exactly that. I'm in like my fourth industry per se that I'm in now and I'll continually be able to do that and apply those skills. Yeah, I worked in retail, so that's something that I'm going to be able to – I always go back to 
that problem solving, customer service, time management, and it's things that I'm always pulling. And, you know, I can always go back to retail as well. It's it's an option there. So I definitely recommend to try hospo and retail and just try and get some oh, work experience. Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the cool things that you don't recognize it at the time. Like I, I was asked, I spoke at a conference recently and we were talking about my subject choices at school and I did, I did hospitality. So I did a cert two, I think in hotel management as a part of my, um, my as a part of year 12 and didn't recognize it at the time, but I worked 40 hours in a, um, in a commercial kitchen and we were given like, yeah, ingredients essentially. I would have like a tomato and mints and herbs and oils and whatnot Master chef. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) And it'd be like, you know, like uh, everyone's got to come up with a meal with this. And so at the time you think you're just cooking something, but like it's it's problem solving Mm -hmm. and it's like working under pressure and you've got, you know, someone who's, you know, an authority in front of you being a chef. So it's like. I'm, I now look at that and I'm like, you know, you dice up a tomato and you brown your mince and you dice up your onion and you chuck that in and you put your oil and you create out your sauce and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And at the time you think about it and you look at it, you, you look at it and, you know, for what it is and you, you're just creating, you know, a, a pasta dish, but you're actually breaking down the, these minute skills that you need for, you know, when now I look at it where I've got, you know, 15 staff and we've got management and we've got all these things going on and it's like, I'm still using those same skills yeah. it mightn't be cooking but it's like i'm using those high pressure situation mm-hmm. where we've got clients and we've got deadlines and i'm like right let's work with this problem and bring it all together to create a solution so yeah. i think i think when when you understand that from your experience with any job any industry and you can take that and take that for the value it is it's going and, and you can use that across different industries you can't you always come out on top mm. my main takeaway from that is just not to brush off any opportunity. You learn so much from yeah. everyday tasks that you you don't realise at the time and, you know, they may be a hassle and you may not want to be there doing that at the certain time, but you're always learning. Yeah, completely. It'll it, always help you later on in life. It, it, exactly. And, like, that's, that's the greatest thing about, you know, kind of experience um, and what it actually is like we like we say you know we'll try anything twice once to, to build the experience and the second time to make an opinion mm-hmm. so it's like it could That's be a cool saying i like that yeah yeah we, we try well we'll try anything twice mm-hmm. um you know it could be anything from i hate chili with an absolute passion <gasps> i love chili oh, what so, no, i'm almost allergic to it oh no <laughs> it's, it's horrible i'm the one that goes oh this is really good but it would taste better Oh, with chili. See, I don't get that because, like, ch- like, it takes away from the whole experience of eating. Like, no, like, it adds to no, it. No, 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 it takes away. It's horrible. It's just, I, it's, uh, I can't. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if we can be friends <laughs> after that. So, you mentioned before you had to be up crack of dawn all the time. Yep. How do you motivate yourself to do that? Because you're your own boss. Yeah. Uh, I was told at a very, very young age that there's no shame in hard work um, and that. Hard, like I'm not the most talented person. Um, I wish I was. I, I could give anything to have a you know a, a bone of talent, but I don't. But you know, I, I learned from a young age that you know hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And so now I um you know I, I like to continually push myself with whatever it may be. Um, it could be getting up at five thirty and going to the gym and then going for a swim and whatever um it could be literally being at work at 8 30 on the dot if if, if i can <laughs> if <laughs> um, traffic doesn't get yeah, in the way, <laughs> in the way. <laughs> um but i guess 
complacency and being comfortable is, is a very it's a very dangerous position to put yourself in mm-hmm. I find um, and like and I believe in, in that you know I look at a lot of people around me who are comfortable in their lives and comfortably in being you know they may be in relationships or they may be in the job that they want or they um you know they may be studying what they're studying and have this aura of comfort about them and you know they're the ones that seem to be you know, the most unhappy like they're not the ones that are continually trying to better themselves or they're not pushing themselves they're not trying to achieve something and i think that with me personally and and, and what we're doing is that we like to continually just push ourselves as mm-hmm. you know it's and it's it's quite it's really rewarding when you when you're continually going right here's my goal you know, it may be being here at 9.30 to do a podcast. Woo! <laughs> so, but complacency, it doesn't mean that you have to go out and start a business. It just means, you know, every day try add something to your life, whether that's you remember to smile at a person that walks past you. Yeah. Or just, you know, just kind of building upon yourself every day. Absolutely. And, like, I think that's where, you know, it, it rolls into a lot of our mantras behind Year 13 is that, you know, we pay gratitude every morning to whatever it may be. And, like, that's to then just look at, like, so we look at the day differently. Mm-hmm. Whenever you come, even if, you you know, you're a pessimistic or optimistic person, when, you know, so you need to make, you know, pay a bit of gratitude and be happy for something without that being in a strange way. And then... Yeah, like that then propels you to want to kind of continue to look at the bright side of things and when we set goals and then break those goals down into, you know, steps and you just keep achieving those steps. Like it's um, it's it's phenomenal to be able to do those things and when you look back, it's like it's like when you when you play Angry Birds for the first time. You're, you're oh, like, you're Angry like, Birds. <laughs> I haven't great. played that in ages. It's a great game. But, you know, when you play Angry Birds for the first time, you're just literally pulling back and shooting and knocking over a few pins. And at the time, you don't realize that, you know, you're going from level to level to level to level and you kind of understand it. You're building these these fine skills. But whilst you're going through those levels, you're actually kind of achieving a goal. And then you mightn't ever – no one ever finishes Angry Birds, but you know that you can get up to a certain level. And when you go there, like, you know, you go back and you're like, oh, I'm just playing on level 45 or whatever I'm on. You don't realize, but you've achieved these minute goals. And so, like, when you can apply that to your life, you know, by continually pushing yourself to a new level, you look back after six months and you go, holy hell, um, um, you know, where I was six months ago isn't where I am now. And then that's, like, that's just gaining through that experience. Yeah. And it's kind of about breaking those goals into manageable levels. So, you may have an end goal, but don't focus on the end goal. Try and break it up into pieces that you can actually achieve so you keep motivated. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, you, you sit back and you go, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna learn Spanish one day. And like how our lives work is that we go, I'm going to learn Spanish. Like, yeah, I'm going to learn. Like, okay, sweet. Yeah, like, good luck. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll see you in six months and I'll, I'll see if you know Spanish. And life often gets in the way and, you know, and, and the kind of story generally goes like, oh, I'll learn Spanish after this weekend, but I've got, you know. The I think world, that's a sentence I've probably said in my life. Many, many times. Oh, it's, I'm the exact same. If you flip it on its head and reverse engineer it, if you were to go, you know what, I'm going to buy a Spanish learner's guide mm-hmm. and just learn the basics. And you're like, you know what? And then after two weeks, I'm then going to order my burrito Guzman and Gomez in Spanish. Ooh. And then it's like you go there and you Can do, you do that. that? Uh, uno más uh, pollo burrito con... <laughs> Avocado and guacamole, <laughs> por favor, señorita. Ah, nice. <laughs> um, 
yeah, and then you and you do that, and then you go back and you then say, okay, sweet. So I've I've, I've read the beginner's guide, and now I've sp- I've ordered my uh, my burrito, and I'm gonna read some headlines in Spanish, and then mm-hmm. I might change and like. But when you set those those little goals, you don't realize it, but you know, it's the reason why I can order a burrito in Spanish now. Yeah. And so like, when you actually set those little those little goals in in that way, you um you get. You go to those levels. So, like now, I might be very, very intermediate, but I can speak, I can order a burrito in Spanish. Yeah. And if you follow those goals the whole way through, you'll end up being in, you know, Spain and you can, you can, you know, book yourself into a hostel or you can get yourself around. Like, and it's a talent, it's a skill you can have for the rest of your life. And you can, yeah. it, it depends on where you want to take it. You can go all the way up to being completely bilingual and articulate in Spanish. So, yeah. And it can be applied to anything. Absolutely. Any goal you have. Definitely break it up into pieces that are achievable and just work towards the end goal rather than just focusing yeah, on com- the end goal. Completely, completely. Because, you know, a dream without a plan is just a wish. And so unless you put a plan into behind your dream, you know, it, it's um, it's it's always just going to be, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn Spanish one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, life always gets in the way. So yeah. you need to be able to put that plan in place. So you are our first guest on the Work It Out podcast. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I've never done a podcast before. So this is yeah, this is quite a unique experience. So we have a game yeah. at the Work It Out podcast. And it's basically you need to tell me how you work it out. So how you problem solve, how you make up decisions. So for me, don't judge me, but I use paper, scissors, rock. <laughs> because in that moment, that split second, you know whether you want to win or lose. Yeah. And that, yeah, yeah. that's how I force myself to make decisions. I'm not recommending that, <laughs> but that's how I do it. How yeah. do you do it? How do I make decisions? Um, I, never, I never act in a moment. Um, mm-hmm. I've never let emotions get in the way of making a decision. Um, sometimes in life you get dealt a bad card and sometimes you get dealt a great card you know if i get if i get get dealt a bad card in in a situation um i'll always sit back and i'll look at it and i'll be like okay cool i'm, I'm working with a two here mm-hmm. i really needed a 10 but i haven't got it and so how do i get there and i'll calm myself in a situation to then be able to go i'll use whether it's a positive or a negative as a motivation um it doesn't matter what the situation is uh, like i know that i can always get out of it and having that mindset so i'll literally be able to sit back and be like okay needed a 10 got a two where am i going to find an eight how am i going to find an eight where the hell can i get an eight from Mm -hmm. and i'll then realize that you've got a four and that old mate's got a two and i'm like all right cool now i'm at six all right i'm getting along here i'm like where can i find another four and so like i'll just take the steps necessary to be able to get somewhere but i very much really calm myself in in making a decision and it pays dividends because there's times where you can have those knee-jerk reactions to something in life whether it be getting fired whether it be not um, getting the job not getting a job whether it be failing an exam whether it be breakups a bre- yeah breakups whether it be yeah there's there's so many variables in life um and I always say that everything happens for a reason. I know mm. it's a bit of a cliche, but sometimes you just got to rest on your laurels and rest on the world to be able to go, you know, it did happen for a reason. It's the same with, with year 13. You, just, you know, you sit back and I was so disheartened and unsure about what I was doing and where I was going and, you know, where you can kind of sit back and you can fall into those those thought prisms that you can put yourself in. But I was, um, 
I was able, to, you know, I, I was just able to go, okay, cool, let's let's work with this, and you know, you always come out on top, like in any so situation. A far more profound way to make decisions, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit more mature. But, but, but I, I, I do still, I, I, I agree with the scissor paper rock. I, you know, sometimes you, a great little test for yourself is you can, if it's a yes or no answer, like mm. whether I should do it or not, flip a coin, and when it's in the air, you can call heads or tails, but you know what, what side you want it to land on. Exactly. So, yeah. Some, sometimes you just have to force yourself. You already know the answer. You just haven't committed to it, and you have to force that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and, and you need that 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 chance of luck to mm-hmm. be able to see that. So, you know, it could be a breakup. You're like, do I do I stay or do I go? And you flip a coin, and as it's in the air, and you see it flipping, you're like, I I, I want it to say I go. Mm-hmm. I want it to say I stay. Yeah. So, you know, you make that you make that choice yourself. Awesome. <laughs> So, we created, Year 13 and World Skills Australia, created a Motivate playlist. Yeah. Uh, that's going to go live th- over the weekend, which we kind of collaborated on songs that we think motivate us. Yeah. So, I think that's really ties in well with what we've talked about today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, th- This place is so cool. I-, I think everything that World Skills stands for is just such a great experience. It's a great opportunity for so many people to be able to see industries uh, gain experience and you know have those bite-sized pieces i wish that this was around when i'd finished school mm. you know I, I i hear that a lot and we hear that with year 13 and people go oh, i wish that was around when i was finishing school so you know for us to be involved with this and to see the scale of it and how cool it is like it, it's impressive and it's you know it's it's, it's an amazing so we're i'm stoked to be here yeah you've had a little look around definitely recommend people to come check it out because it's once you see it you realize how impressive it is and how amazing it's going to be to watch people compete in their skills and trades. And, you know, these guys have been training for months, years, you know, to be here and to compete. So it's going to be quite a spectacle, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's that, that's one of the really cool things about what World Skills offers, you know, a lot of young people is that you, ha- you, you, you develop these skills throughout your life and I know as a you know, 15, 16 year old, you'd be sitting back going like, oh, what is this going on? It's all good and gravy to be able to talk about it when you're 28. But we've been there. We know. I we know. promise. <laughs> we promise it'll all work out and it'll pay off in the long run. Yeah. And this, to see this and the scale of it is, is seriously cool. You know, it's quite breathtaking to, and stunning really to be able to come in and see this and what it offers, um, anyone to be able to come in and, and engage with so like i'm yeah tremendously impressed yay <laughs> it is really exciting so thank you sex and phipps from year 13 for joining us at the work it out podcast no problem it's been great having you here as our first guest <laughs> thank you for having me guys it's a, it's a privilege 